Ki imcha mekor chayim be'orcha nira'or, for with you God is the source of life. In your light we shall see light. And now the Rebbe Shab asks on this Pasuk four questions. Number one, what does it mean, with you God is the source of life? Ki imcha mekor chayim, seemingly it should have said, you God are the source of life. Question number two, what is the end of the Pasuk? In your light, we shall see light. Why does it split it up into two different types of light? Besides which, that seemingly Makar Chaim, the beginning of the Pasuk, when we say the source of life, is also godly light, because that's what life is. Question number three, the Rebbe Shah brings from the Medrash Tana Develio, which is the Medrash that Elio Anavi taught, that the Medrash explains the Pasuk as follows. Ki chayim, with you is the source of life, is the light that's going to shine in the future when Mashiach comes. Ve'ein makar chayim and it's going to shine the light of what is this source of life, Torah. How do we know Torah's life? Shenem or eitz chayim hi lamachzikim ba. So ki imcha makar chayim, Tana Develio says is talking about the light that's going to shine in the future. And be'or chanira or, in your light we shall see light, is talking about the light that shined in the first day of creation. Be'oim rishon of sheish We have to understand what's the difference between the light that's going to shine in the future and the light that shined in the first day of creation. We know that the light that shined in the first day of creation, the first man, Adam Arishan, was able to look with it, through it, from one end of the world to the other. Which means it was an extremely supernal great light, and this is the light that Chazal, the sages, teach us that Hashem hid, that Hashem hid away this light for the future for Tzadikim, and the Baal Shem Tov taught, where did he hide it in Torah? So that's this great light that shined in the first day. So what's the difference between the light that shined in the first day and the light that's going to shine in the future that's called Makar Chai? Also, in question number four, we have to understand what does it mean that the light of Torah, Makar Chaim, is only going to shine in the future? We have the Torah with us now also. So what does it mean that the Torah, that Makar Chaim, is only going to shine in the future and not now? Ulahov and Kolzet understand the answer to all these questions. Sarchlachtim, we have to preface where we left off in the previous Maimer of Zois Chukasatayra that or ein sof that Hashem's infinite light is on one hand only a glimmer, it's only a ray and not at all from God's essence. Which is why it's called light and not shefa or not shefa. Shefa, we learned, is when the source goes down from what its usual state is to be able to give to the receiver and gives an actual something, a flow. That's what shefa is, a flow. And or in sof, chas v'sholem, nothing flows, chalila. Rather, the or in sof is a ray, a glimmer, a revelation of atzmos of Hashem's essence. And that's the maila, that's the advantage of light on shefa. Because even even though Shef is a flow of an actual something, but it's only a little teeny drop. Masha'enken, or light, is a revelation completely of the luminary, then therefore the light is k'moi ha'etzem, and do, because it's dovak ba'etz b'mekoire, because it has dveikos, light is connected. 
is bedveikus with its source, therefore the light is completely like its source, like Hashem's essence. That's what Orin Sof is, a revelation of everything that God is, a total revelation to the extent that Orin Sof, as we learned, has the Koyach of Atmos, has the ability of Ein Sof, and that's why it's called Or Ein Sof. The light itself is Ein Sof, because of the dveikus it has all the powers of Atmos, but on the other hand, it's only a little ray. And now the Rebbe Shab continues in this Maimar Vihine Klolis Bechinas or Zeo Bechinas or Hakol Batsmusoi or Ainsof before Tsimtsum. Besides the fact that it's only a ray and a glimmer, it's also included, always included within God's essence. Or hakolol batsmusay, it's a light that's included with God's essence. What does it mean that it's kalul, that it's included within God's essence? The ray of the sun actually leaves the sun. When you have a sun, so the ray, the rays of the sun are in the sun, but then they actually leave the sun. But that's possible because the sun is in one place, and the ray is able to leave the sun and go into the atmosphere. But God's essence, as the Rebbe Shab explains later in Samach Vav and Rebbe Shab explains better this sentence where he says that Atmos, that God's essence is everywhere, so Orin Sof is always still within God's essence at all times, meaning before Tzimtzum, the light never becomes. A Metzias of Or, an actual existence of light, before Tzimtzum, the light is always included within God's essence, not only is it not shach that there could be specific levels in the light yet, and not only like the Eitzchayim, like the Arizal says, there's no place before Tzimtzum for worlds to exist, the Rebbe Shab is saying even deeper that even light, the light didn't exist as a separate entity, the Orin Sof was still Kalul, was still included within God's essence. And this is the Pneumius Dika inner way of explaining what the sages teach us. Before he created the world, he and his name were alone. Who? Ushmoy Levad. What does it mean before he created? The world means the Fnei Tzimtzum Harishan before the first Tzimtzum, which is the beginning of the process of creating the world. So, actually, Nivra'elam before the first Tzimtzum, Hayahu Ushmoy, him, God's essence, and his name, which is the Orin Sof, is God's name, as we'll learn further on why it's called God's name. So, the Hayahu Ushmoy Bilvad, they were completely alone, but not as two separate things. Chalila Bilvad, meaning that the light was included within the luminary. The Orin Sof did not yet leave Atmos Chalila. I mean, Orin Sof never leaves Atmos. Atmos is always Bechol Makom. But Tzimtzum makes that that's not felt. So before Tzimtzum, the light is completely Kalul Bahamor. The light is completely still included within the luminary of God. By way of example, the sun before the ray leaves the sun, when the ray is still within the actual ball of the sun before it shines onto the earth and those that live on it, like it says in Tanya. So to above and or in Saf before Tzimtzum... The light that after Tzimtzum shines onto the worlds and then eventually becomes contracted to become the worlds, all of that Orin Sof that shines after Tzimtzum, before Tzimtzum was still included within God's essence, Kolul Batz Musiz Baruch. Orin Sof has no place else to go, Chas V'Shalom, Atmos is everywhere, so Orin Sof, which is a revelation of Atmos, is within Atmos. When you look at somebody's face, their face is revealed to you, but you have to look at their face. The revelation of their face is within their face. 
meaning it's in the same place as the face that you're looking at. So, so too, Hashem's orange of God's infinite light is within His essence, just like the ray of the sun is in the sun. So first, the Rebbe Shab gave the muscle of how the ray of the sun is in the sun. That's how orange Sof is included, is unified with Atzmus. But then the Rebbe continues that the truth is that that there's the mushal, the parable of how the light of the sun is still within the sun, is is included within the luminary of the sun, is still not a good parable. For the way Orin Sof is kolul is included still within God, the reason being because the sun has no option but to shine. The sun shines its light without any free choice. It's just like when you light a candle in a house, the light goes by itself. That's just the nature of light, that as soon as you light it, it shines. So too, when Hashem created the sun, lit it, so to speak, it just shines by itself and there doesn't have an option to withhold it. It's always just shining its light. And that means the fact that the sun has to shine its light means even when the light of the sun is still within the sun, it already has an existence of the ray. Even though it's part of the sun, but because the sun doesn't have free choice and it's going to shine, there's a, so within the sun there's already a metzias, there's already an existence of ray, the sun is always going to keep sunning. The sun is always going to shine. So the ray already has an existence within the sun. Mashenken, on the other hand, above by Hashem, Hashem chooses to shine out Orin Sof, but before Tzimtzum, Hayahush Meibelvad, his name Orin Sof was included, was unified with him. Not it's not one B being included in A. The ray of the sun is B is included within the A, which is the sun. But Orin Sof and God are mamish one before Tzimtzum. There's no two separate things. It's not that the R, the light is B that's included within A. Hashem chooses to make a B. Hashem chooses to shine out the Orin Sof. And therefore, before He shines it out, it's just Him. It's included within Mamish, God's essence, more than the ray of the sun in the sun. Because no matter how much you say that the ray of the sun, when it's still within the sun, is Mamish just part of the sun, but because the sun doesn't have a choice but to shine its light, the ray is already there, in essence, essentially, just as part of the sun. But it's still two things that are unified. Masha'en came when it comes to Orin Sof, that Hashem chooses to shine the light out of him. Before Tzimtzum, it's completely just a part of God, Mamish. Kolul Ba'atzmusoy, it's not Mamish a ray, it's not even Mamish a light, but rather before Tzimtzum, Orin Sof is the Yechoyles Lahoir, is Hashem's ability to shine out light from Him when He wants to, when He chooses to. Before Tzimtzum, the light is so completely just Hashem, it's Hashem's Yechoyles, it's Yechoyles Ha'atzmos, the Yechoyles, the ability of God's essence to shine out light, to reveal everything that He is. Now, it's important to point out that in, in Hasidus, the word Yechoyles, ability, that Orin Sof is the ability of God to shine out the infinite light, but it's within him so much that it's just his ability, is not the same thing as what we in English call potential. 
we all have many faculties of our soul, ideas we're going to have in a couple of days from now, sentences that we're going to say, we have thoughts, we have intellectual ideas, emotions, in a few days from now, all those faculties and revelations from the soul are within our soul in a potential. And that's called in Chasidus, Koiches Klulim Banefesh, when the faculties of the soul, before we speak or before we think or before we have the intellect and emotions, before that, what are they? They're Kalul Banefesh, Koiches Klulim Banefesh. But when we say that Orin Sof is included within God, that's even more than the way the faculties of soul, the soul are included within the soul before you actually, your personality reflects them and emanates them out. You see, in the previous mimer, we already learned that to understand the muscle of Orin Sof, the revelation of Atmos and the connection of Ein Sof to Atmos. So the muscle of the ray of the sun isn't a good muscle because the sun has no choice but to shine the light, which shows that therefore the light is not completely unified with the sun. But in the previous Mimer, we also said that it shows that it's not a good muscle because Hashem is able to choose whether to shine out Ein Sof. So we brought the muscle of the Nefesh, of the light of the soul, that the soul chooses to liven a body. The soul livens the body, the etzem hanefesh gives chayos, gives vitality to the body, also bebechira, it chooses to vitalize the body, and yet it gives an aura, not a shefa, it's not a trickle, it sends an aura, light of the soul, which enclothes itself in the body, and all the different limbs of the body, etc., and all the different faculties and personality of the body. But before the soul shines it out, it's still within the soul. And therefore we said in the previous Mimer that that's a good muscle to understand how Hashem shines out the Orin Sof Berotzen, Bebechira, that He chooses to. But now the Rebbe Shab is saying that the truth is the way that Orin Sof is unified with Atzmus is even more than the way Koiches Haklulim Benefesh, the faculties of the soul, are still included within the soul. Because the faculties in the soul that are still included within the soul are Koiches. Koiches, they're faculties that you have a Koach to speak. Before you do it, it's included within your soul. You have a koch to understand. Before you use it, it's included within your soul. But those are all B's included in an A. The soul is the A, which eventually emanates out thinking and speaking, understanding. So no matter how much you say that they're included within the soul, whether koiches kulim benefesh or even a higher level that Chassidah speaks is about which we learned in previous Ma'amarm, Ha'atzmi, when essentially the faculties of the soul are literally part of the soul, but as much as you say you unify the faculties, the koichas, with the soul as they're completely in potential, there's still other things that are united with the soul. Masha'enkin, or in Sof before Tzimtzum, is not a koyach, is not an ability for God to shine light after Tzimtzum. Or in Sof before Tzimtzum is God revealing himself. It's true that after Tzimtzum, light will come out of this Orin Sof. It's the Igola Godel, it's going to be Soiv of Kolalman, and it's going to be Mamalik even a Kav, even a light, a ray of light is going to come out from this light. But this light, as it's still included before Tzimtzum in Hashem, is not a Koyach that Hashem has to shine light. Because revealing himself is an extremely minute aspect of God. By the faculties of the soul, the soul's whole greatness is the fact that it has faculties. 
the fact that a person is able to have wisdom and to work on himself and reveal for the potential of faculties that he has within his soul. So when the koiches are behiyuli, when they're in complete potential within the soul, that's the soul's greatness. The fact that it eventually will be able to shine out these faculties. But in this way, the Rebbe Shab now introduces a third muscle to understand how completely removed God is, Atzmos, God's essence is, from the whole Indian of Or. Even Or Insof before Tzimtzum, before he shines it out from him, he says the better muscle to understand the relation of Or Insof to Atzmos is a muscle of a diamond. A diamond also shines out light. An Evan Toiv, a diamond, also shines out light. But you understand that when the diamond shines out light, the light that comes out from the diamond is bechlal, not what the diamond is. Nizhdos is the inyan. That's not the inyan of the diamond. That's not at all what really makes the greatness of the diamond that it could shine out light. You could pay a lot less for a candle and you'll have more light. The diamond is Bechlal and Inyan that's completely removed from light. It happens to be that also light spark sparkles out from it. The same too when it comes to Atzmus. It's not the being of God's essence that He's a source for light and revelation. The whole Inyan of revelation God chooses to do. Like the famous sentence from the Altar Rebbe. It's not the main function or it's not the main idea of Elokus that worlds are created from godliness and receive their vitality and their creation from Elokus. It's just like a diamond letting out a sparkle. That's not what God's inion is to let out light, to reveal, even that all worlds are created from it. Atmos is completely separated from that being what his inion is. So Shefa, which we learned in the previous Mimer, is when A is giving a flow to B. When a teacher is actually contracting himself to teach a student, he goes down to teach a student, so obviously the student's only receiving something, but only a little of the teacher. Then a higher level is the sun giving out its ray, where the sun is mamash giving out, revealing everything that it is. But it has no choice but to reveal it. And so therefore, even the way, when the ray is still included within the sun, it has an existence. So then we brought the muscle of the soul, the way the koiches, the faculties, are to- totally included within the soul. And the soul has bechira, has free choice whether to shine its faculties. But sov sov, those are all things that the soul eventually will become great. The soul's whole inion is to vitalize the body. So when it's still within the soul, that's what the soul is about, that it's going to be become chayus to nefesh. But therefore we bring the mushal of the diamond, that when the diamond gives out right, it's only a little faint glimmer of what it is. That's mamash, not what Hashem is. So to when it comes to or, or in sof, which is gilei ha'etzem, even though it's only a revelation, but God is not a hiuli, God is not potential to shine light. Umimela, as, as long as the light is still within God, it's only yecholas. It's only His ability to shine light. That's the meaning of the word yecholas. Yecholas means ability, not that it's in potential. God is able to do anything. He's also able to shine out our insof. He's also able to reveal everything that he is. That's what Yechelis means. Yechelis is not potential. Because potential by definition, when you say that A has the potential to do B, then within A, sof kosof is B. 
you say, money has enough, if I have enough money, I have the potential to build a lot of different things. So you'll say, well, within the money is not the things you're going to build, but that's the purpose of the money. The money doesn't have any other purpose other than to do things. God, chas v'shalom, to say that God is a direct source, or that's his inion to shine light. So the light is completely external to what he is. So before he shines it out, it's just within him, the Yechayles, that Hashem is a Baal Yechayles, that Atmos is able to do anything. And so his name before Tzimtzum, the name of God before Tzimtzum is Mashabiyacholte, that he has the ability to shine light. The Lechayra seemingly, what do you mean that that's his name? Why is that called his name before Tzimtzum? Why does God need a name before Tzimtzum? Chazal is saying, which we said is before Tzimtzum, why does he need a name? What's the idea of a name? A name, when a person has a name, is the ability for the person to turn to somebody that calls them. A name is the ability of a person to have a relationship with someone outside themselves. So it's already within a person a name. On one hand, if nobody called you by your name, the name is nothing in you. There's no other Metzias in you. Your name is not like another B that's within your A. Your name is just your ability to turn towards somebody that calls you by your name. Yechelas Ha'atzmus is known as Shmaya God, God's great name before the Tzimtzum, because it's Hashem's Yechelas' ability to do anything, including to shine out His infinite light and then eventually to create. But before God shines out the infinite light from Himself, it's included within Him, it's just His Yechelis, the Yechelis Lahoir, Atmos is the ability of God's essence to shine out the infinite light. That's what Arin Sof before Tzimtzum is. Om Namadain Tzarech Lahovin asks the Rebbe Shabakasha based on what we learned until now. That before Tzimtzum, Orin Sof is just God's Yechelis, His ability to shine light, but there's no actual Metzias of light before Tzimtzum. Then what was the Tzimtzum in? Seemingly, even before Tzimtzum, we have to say there was some kind of Gilui Or. There was some kind of actual Hispashtus and revelation of God's light, because otherwise, what was the Tzimtzum? The Tzimtzum was in the Or, was in Or in Sof. That's how the Arizal begins Eitz Chaim. It's important to remember, the Arizal begins Eitz Chaim. The Arizal, Kabbalah, doesn't talk about Atmos. Kabbalah says in the beginning there was Hashem's infinite light, Or in Sof, and Hashem did Tzimtzum in that light and made the halal. So the tzimtzum was in the infinite light. Not chas v'shalom in atzmus. That's the Arizal's wording. Terem shenetzlu, before atzilus haya or elyoin poshut memale kola matzias. There was just the supernal, simple, infinite light of God filling everything and that's what the tzimtzum was, within the light. So how could we say that the light was just completely included within God? Shmayu hu shmayu bilvad. That it's just mamash Hashem and his yechelis, his ability to shine light. If there was a tzimtzum, we have to say that there was an actual revelation and metzias of Arin Sof in which the tzimtzum was. Om nam ha'inin bazeh answers the Rebbe Shab that we have to be mechalik and now learn that there are actually two levels in Arin Sof before tzimtzum. 
that that we learned until now. That that or ain't soft before its symptom is or hakolul ba'atzmusa and is only yechayles. It's completely just within God and just as yechayles, which is of course true. All the or ain't soft before its symptom is mamish just within Hashem's essence and its yechayles. But that's vis-a-vis the light after tzimtzum, that after tzimtzum, then there's going to be an actual ray of light that's going to bring about worlds, etc. Vis-a-vis that hispashtus, that spreading out of light, keviochol, that seems like it's outside of God, vis-a-vis that, before tzimtzum, all of Arin Sof, all the levels that we're going to learn about of Arin Sof, are within God's essence, because like we learned earlier, God's essence is everywhere. Unlike the sun, which is only in one place in the sky, God's essence is everywhere, so no matter how much the Orin Sof is mispashet, and we're going to learn that there are, are other levels of ispashtus of R, that the light before its symptom, there is a spreading out of light and a revelation of light which the symptom took place in, but Legabe, vis-a-vis, all the levels after Tzimtzum, all the levels before Tzimtzum are all called Yechelis. They're all called just God's ability to shine, to reveal Himself. And they're all Shmai, they're all within Him, they're all His just His ability that's completely included and Kalul Ba'atzmuse, completely included within His essence. That's generally all the levels before Tzimtzum. Ach but if we go now a little deeper... And more specific, it's true that the or before symptom really has two levels, two madregas. When it's still mamish, just yechelis, when it's still within atzmus as God's ability to shine out or in sof, and then when he actually shines it out, which again, it's still within him because he's everywhere, but he still, there's a second level, a second madrega called his spashtus ha'or, that the light is shining out, and it's only included within God because God is everywhere. But there's still a hispashtus, there is a shining out of light even before it's symptom. And that's the deeper meaning to understand this. This is the deeper meaning of what it is that we say in Shemayna Esrei. We say every day thrice, you are holy and your name is holy. It's not understood since they're both Kaddish, they're both holy. So it should just say, why does it split it up into two? Ata Kaddish and Shimcha Kaddish. Just say, you and your name are holy. Ach, rather the idea is because Ata, when we say to God, you, in the second person, Hainu Mahuse you're talking to God's essence, Atzmus Hamor, the essence of the luminary that has no beginning and no end, who's completely holy and removed also from being a source of a source of all of Ishtalshalas, of the downshading of worlds of Atzila. Meaning, the reason that we split up the Atta Kaddish from the Shimcha Kaddish is because even though they're both Kaddish, but they're two different levels of being Kaddish. When you say Atta, you're speaking to Atzmus, who's completely removed even from the sparkle that the diamond gives out, who's completely removed even from the Indian of Yechelis. Because again, the ability, the Yechelis of Atzmus is just something that it happens to contain, like the diamond happens to contain a sparkle. So the Atta, Atzmus, God's very essence, is completely removed from even being called a source of a source of all the worlds that could come out later because he's completely not together 
Almen Klal, he's not Bechlal in the whole same subject matter of talking about worlds. There's no revelation of light. It's just Mamish Ata, it's God's essence. It's not Shaykh even to say that he transcends, that he's Seyvav Makif, that he transcends worlds. He's just essentially his own essential being and he's holy. He's holy essentially. There is nothing else vis-a-vis Atmos. Atmos is all there is. He's essentially holy and not holy from something else. Usually in our world we say something is holy because it's removed from something else. But Atmos, God's essence, is essentially the only thing there is and essentially removed an Atta Kaddish from being a source to anything, that's one type of Kaddish. But then we come to God's name, which is also called Arin Sof, which is the light that shines from the luminary of Atzmos. And we've learned that this light also, the light itself is Ein Sof, and so it's also called Kaddish. As we learned in the previous Mimer, that Orm Einamor, that light is from and of the luminary, and therefore the light is essentially Einsof. Or Einsof means the light itself is Einsof. And so therefore we also say Shimcha Kaddish. Your name, the hispa, that, that Hispashtus, that outshining, that there is a shining of light, your name is also Kaddish. But that Kaddish, that when we say Kaddish about the name, means that he's removed from Ishtalshalus. Because here already when a comes to Orin Sof, to the Espashtus Ha'or, to the outspreading and the revelation of Orin Sof, then you could already say there's some kind of Shaychus to Eshtalshalus. There's some kind of already, they're in the same ballpark. You could say that the Orin Sof is Kaddish from Eshtalshalus. Why? Because they're both revelations of light. They're both already not God's essence. Orin Sof, the Espashtus or is a revelation of God. And a revelation after Tzimtzum will become the worlds. The revelation that's before Tzimtzum, the Espashtus, after Tzimtzum will become all the worlds of Ishtalshalus. So before Tzimtzum, we could say that that second level of Espashtus or is also Kaddish, but it's a Kaddish that's a relative Kedusha. It's a relative holiness, relative to all the worlds after. It's the Igul HaGadol, it's the great circle that Kabbalah talks about surrounding the Chalal, the great circle, that's the Orin Sof that's, that before Tzimtzum is Soiviv Amakiv Klolos Eshtalshlus Me'akav Meresh Kol Dargan Atzov Kol Dargan Kulam Ba'ashvo. We say that this level of Orin Sof that is already spreading out as a revelation of light, it that you could say is Soiviv Kol Alman, encompasses and surrounds all worlds, the four worlds equally, because since it's already a revelation of light, you could say that it's Soiviv, that it does transcend worlds. So comes out that before Tzimtzum, the light has two levels, the Etzim Ha'or and the Espashtus, the essence of the light as it's Mamish, one with God, and as the light spreads out. Again, vis-a-vis the levels after Tzimtzum, it's all called Yechelas. It's all Or Hakol Musay. But when you speak more specifically about within the Or Sof before Tzimtzum, there are these two levels, the essence of the light that's completely included within the luminary that's Mamish, still part of God, and is as Kaddish as the At- Kaddish. In other words, when the Orin Sof is still Mamish included within Atmos, the Yechelis Atmos, it's so completely unified. It's not a B included in an A. It's just the fact that Atmos could shine light. So at that point, 
the the or the etzem, the essence of the of the light that's going to shine out is as kaddish as the ata kaddish, and you can't even call it save of kolalman. And then there's the second light of or Sof before tzimtzum, when there's the hispashus and the revelation of light, and then you could say that it has some kind of shaychas to ishtalshulus, and could be you could say it's a source to a source to the worlds, and it's seviv, which is why it's called the igul agodol, the great circle in Kabbalah. So therefore, it comes out that this level of Arin Sof that Kabbalah begins with, it's true that on one hand, it's completely Ein Sof and it's Makif Teh to everything, to all of the worlds from Ak, from Adam Kadmain, all the levels after Tzimtzum, from Adam Kadmain to the most physical, coarse, physical matter, Arin Sof encompasses and is and includes them equally. So that's true that this is a huge level that Kabbalah begins with this Orin Sof to the extent that there has to be Tzimtzum for anything to be created. And all the levels after Tzimtzum from Ak, from Adam Kadmon, all the way down to the most levels of physicality are equidistant to Orin Sof. But on the other hand, Afalpikein, this light, when it's still included within Atzmus, is Bebechinas Ilui Rav Ma'oid Harbe Yoiser Begilui. Is a much more exalt, in a very strong exalt, and is much greater than as it spreads out Begilui to become Soiviv. And this is the secret of what we say on Yom Kippur, Kodesh Atavanoira Shemecha, that on Yom Kippur the Shemecha becomes Noira, becomes one with the Kodesh Atta, because the Tachlis Aliyah, what is Ni'il on Yom Kippur, the holiest moment of the year? Ni'il on Yom Kippur, which is a taste of the Aliyah, the greatest supernal ascent that's going to be when Mashiach comes, which we learned about in the Mamar Mavayishlach, which is the Shashuim Atzmiyam of Elam Haber, the essential pleasure that God has in, in himself, where there's no eating and drinking, but rather the pleasure that the Shashuya Melech Batzmuse that God has in his very essence, that's the Aliyah. The greatest ascent that's going to be when Mashiach comes. So Yom Kippur by Ne'ilah is a taste of that. And what happens by Ne'ilah? The Or is Nichlal in the Ma'or. The Or in Sof, the Hispashtus, the second lower level before Tzimtzum, the spreading out of Or in Sof before Tzimtzum, becomes included within Atzmus by Ne'ilah. And at that level, as the light is mamr still within Atzmus, on this level is what the Zohar and Parshas Noach says and refers to when it says, Lav Inun Nehoirin, that you can't even call it light. It's not even a Metzius of Or, Kiyim, but rather it's completely unified and included mamish in the essence of the luminary. And this is the secret of what the Shla, the Rabbi Shaya Levi Haritz, the Shnei Luchai Sabris, talks about at length in the beginning of a Sefer when he speaks about who, that sometimes we say him and his name are one, and sometimes we say Ata Echad Vashimcha Echad, Shabbos by Mincha, we separate between Ata and Shimcha, and the difference is because as the light spreads out from Atzmus, then it's Ata Echad Vashimcha Echad, because the light spreading out is a Metzius of Or, and therefore it's not as unified with Atzmus as the light, as it's still within Atzmus Mamash Kolul Bamar Da'az, because then Hu Ushmai Echad, he's Mamash one with his light.
So to understand better, what is the relation of these two levels of Ar in Suf? The Etzim Ar, as the light is included within Atzmus Mamish, and then as it shines out, it's still before Tzimtzum, but there's a spacious that shines out before Tzimtzum, and that's the light that Tzimtzum is in. Lahaven Zois Ma'at Mize'er, to understand a little of the relation of these two levels of Ar in Suf, the Rebbe Rashab is going to bring from something that's a little different, but we're going to see later that it's going to be re- relevant also. And thereby he's going to show how using a parable that the Ramak, Ramesha Kardavero, brings in Pardes for something else, the Rebbe Shabbos is going to say, this parable is going to be good for what we just learned, this idea of the two levels of Oren Saf before Tzimtzum, Etzim Oren Espashtasov. To understand it a little of a little, Yuvan, it'll be understood based on a parable that the Pardes brings for something else. There's an Indian in Kabbalah known as the Eser Spheris Hagnuzais Bimat Silon, the ten spheres that are concealed within their emanator, which means as follows. The ten spheres are the conduit through which God's light shines for worlds to be created. But how do the ten spheres come from God? God emanates them. They're not created something from nothing, but rather He emanates them from within Himself. Lahavdil, like when a person's in their soul, your soul has within you all the faculties of your personality, and you emanate them and you become intellectual and you become emotional and you talk and you speak, etc. You emanate from within your soul the faculties. And so, lahavdil by Hashem, the ten spheres before they become gluyos, become before they become ten spheres that are actually revealed to be ten spheres, it's found already in the Ge'oinim and in the early Kabbalistic books that they're eser spheres gnuzos b'matzilam. That first the ten spheres are hidden within God. When we say ganuz, hidden, it doesn't mean like you put something in a box, which are essentially two things. You hide something in a box. Hidden means that they're still within Hashem. Before He emanated them, they're still within Hashem's being. But the problem is, asks the Pardes, how could Kabbalah say that before God emanated the ten spheres, they were included within God in, in a complete unity? But that would mean that Hashem has ten faculties within Him, chas v'shalom. And we know one of the things, a basic idea we know about Hashem is that Hashem is poshut. Ein sof, God's being, is completely simple without any form, chas v'shalom, whatsoever. You can't say that there's a ten spheres, that there's a hidden within Him, even in the most deep potential way to say there are ten spheres. So in order to explain this, the Pardes says that when Kabbalah says that the ten spheres are hidden within Hashem, he gives a mushal, a parable, to show why it's not a contradiction to God's unity. That God has no parts. And the parable that he gives is the fire that's in a flintstone. When you have a rock, that if you hit it with iron, you'll be able to get fire out of it. But before you hit it with the iron, the rock has the potential, has the ability to give out fire. Now, will you say that the rock has the fire in it? Ganus, hidden within the rock, is the ability for there to be fire, for fire to be emanated out of the rock when you hit it with iron. But you would never say that there's anything here other than actually the rock. And so too, when it comes to the ten spheres, says the Pardes, when the ten spheres are hidden within Hashem, they're within God like the fire is still within the rock.
So just like the rock doesn't have parts, it's not like the rock has the fire that could come out of it within it. It's just the rock. It's just the essential being of the rock. But we understand that hidden within the rock is the ability for there to be fire. So the Ramak says that that's how the ten spheres are within Hashem. So the Rebbe Rashab says that we in Chesidus, the Alter Rebbe, the way the Alter Rebbe explains the way that the ten spheres are hidden within Or and Sof, as we're going to learn later in this Mimer, that of course it's true according to Chesidus, there is a level how the ten spheres are still within Or and Sof, but it's much deeper and much more connected and united than the fire within the rock. Because the problem with the parable of the fire within the rock is that the rock can't give out water. It could only give out fire. The fire in the rock is some kind of hagbala. It's some kind of um, confinement by saying the fi- this rock could give out fire, but it can't give out water. So it's a it's a certain type of hagbala. It's a certain type of certain type of limitation by saying that the rock could only give out fire. So it's not a good muscle for the Esosphirus Agnusis because the Esos, because like we learned in all the levels of Ari and Sof before Tzimtzum it's all Yechelos Ha'atmos it's all just God's revelation and God's revelation could be anything billions of times more than worlds or anything like that. So therefore, it's definitely not a good muscle for Esosphirus Agnusis, but what we could use the muscle of the fire and the rock is for the two levels of Arin Sof before Tzimtzum. That sometimes the Arin Sof is included within the luminary and sometimes it descends and gets revealed to become a source of a source of Ishtalshos of worlds. That when the light, the Arin Sof is or when it's included within the luminary within God, it's completely above an Indian of revelation. So for these two levels, this binary, so to speak, aspect of Arin Sof, as it's included within Atmos and as it becomes Espashtus to become Arin Sof, where the tzimtzum is, for that we could use the muscle of the pardis. That when the Orin Sof is included in Atmos, it's not that there's something that's included. It's like the fire in the rock. And here you can say that just like the fire, just like the rock just gives out the fire, so Atmos, what does Atmos give out when he shines his light? Orin Sof. Orin Sof is the revelation of Atmos. Orin Sof is the revelation of Hashem. And so for that, it would be a good muscle to say that just like the fire is nothing other than the rock, all there is is the rock and the ability of the Yechelis of the rock, that fire could come out of it. And this Yechelis, this ability of the rock to give out fire from it is nothing other than the rock. So too can you say when the Orin Sof is included within the luminary, that this light is nothing other than the ability of Hashem to be able to be a source of a source of worlds to become light, but when it's included within the luminary, but when the Orin Sof is included within the luminary, it's in a much more exalted state, like in the parable of the rock, when there's no fire, there's just the rock. So to Hamavdil ben Kaidish Lachol, so to when it comes to the Yeshleimer, the inclusion of the light within the luminary, that there's nothing, there's no light. It's just Yechailas of Mahusev Atzmusay has the Yechailas, the ability to shine out light that's Ein Sof. 
And this Yecholus, this ability that Atmos has to shine out his light, is his name that existed before the worlds were created, before the Tzimtzum. Because Shmoi is his light. Before the world was created, before Tzimtzum. Him and his name existed by themselves. That's Atmos, and Atmos is Yecholus to shine out light. But as we learn from the Shla, when the light is actually spreading out in Behispashtus and there's an actual revelation, then there's a distinguishing between Ata Echad Veshimcha Echad. He's one and his name or in Sof that's spreading out from him is one. But when the Or is Kolul in the Ma'or, when the light is included, is still completely unified with the luminary, then Hu Shmai Echad, him and his name are literally one. He is his name and his name is him. That's the Yechelas Ha'atzmos, the ability of God to shine. That's the light of Or in Sof still included in the luminary. In the luminary. Now, up to this point, what we've learned in this Mimer is that in Arin Sof before Tzimtzum, there are two levels, as it's still included within God, within the luminary, and then as it's mispashet, it's spread out, it ex- extends and becomes Shmoy, it becomes his name. But Vehine Yeshleimer, now the Rebbe Roshab concludes the rest of this Mimer by explaining that in this second level of Ispashta Sa'ar, of the spreading out of the light of Arin Sof before Tzimtzum, in which Tzimtzum takes place, there's actually two separate levels. Meaning that as Arin Sof, which is the revelation of God, in that revelation itself, as there's a Metzius of Or, which is still Yechelis, because as we learned in the beginning of the Mimer, no matter how much there's Mespashet, Arin Sof before Tzimtzum, it's all Kolul Batzmusay. All the levels of Arin Sof feel that Atzmus is Bechol Mokum, and therefore all the levels of Arin Sof before Tzimtzum are included within Atzmus, because they literally feel that they're within God. I mean, we're also within Atzmus, but Arin Sof Mamash feels that. But Lamaisa, as we said, there has to be that there is a Hispashtus, there is an actual revelation of a Metzius of Ar, where that symptom was. And now the Rebbe Shab is saying that in that level of Hispashtus, there are two levels. Which later on in Samach Vav is going to be called, in this Mimer he doesn't call them that, but later on they're going to be called Hispashtus Gilui La'atzmoi, the revelation of Arin Sof to himself, that God is revealing himself to himself, and he's revealing himself La'olamus, the Gilui that's Shaykh to Olamus. And the way the Rebbe Shab explains it in this Maimur is going back to the Indian of Esra Sviras Hagnuzais, because again, there is this concept in Kabbalah that the ten spheres are somehow included within Mamish Orin Sof, within Hashem's essence. Gnuza is b'matzilon. They're still Ganuz, they're hidden, they're still unified with the supernal emanator, Mamish as he is in his essence, which means before Tzimtzum. And so the Rebbe Rashab says, when can you say that there are ten spheres hidden within Orin Sof? after already God has a will that there should be worlds. Before Tzimtzum, in other words, the, the writing of the Arizal, the Arizal says when it arose in the divine supernal will to create worlds, Hashem made a Tzimtzum. 
which means even before the symptom, there's already an aliyah sarats and there's a will for there to be worlds. At that point, at this, what's going to be the third level, what's called the or shebebechinas aliyah sarats, and this third lowest level is that God already now has a will for there to be worlds, and then there's ten spheres gnuzes b'matzila, and as soon as God has a will that there should be a creation of worlds, at that point, within God's infinite light, there's the ten spheres. But the middle level is when Arin Sof first shines out from God. And this level is found in Ksavyad, in a writing from the Repinchas Rezis that he heard from the Alter Rebbe, that at this level, the Shaykh Sphiris Ba'arin Sof you could say there's spheres even in Orin Sof when it's still infinite, but no number of spheres. What's a sphere? A sphere means how God is manifesting, an essential expression of God. So we know that God has ten spheres. There's ten ways that God expresses himself, and that becomes the conduit through which the world is created. But that again is after God has an essential will that there should be worlds. So then there are ten spheres. But in the the middle level, when this first this pashtus of Arin Sof, when God reveals everything that He is, in this level of Arin Sof, when He first is mispashed and extends and reveals, has a, an essential mitzias of a revelation of Arin Sof. How many ways can God manifest? Infinite. <coughs> How many spheres are there? How many ways could God have ways of manifesting? When God reveals Himself to Himself, how many... We know ten spheres. There's wisdom, understanding, knowledge, kindness, chesed, gvur, tiferes. But does God have to have ten? God could have spheres ain kets. God has... That's what's called spheres ain kets. An infinite amount of spheres. An infinite amount of manifestations. And therefore it comes out that in the second level of the Orin Sof, as it's actually revealed and is mispashet, there are two madregas, one before God has a desire, has a will for there to be worlds. At that level of spheres enkets, there's no number of how much spheres are there. And the second level is kisha'olibertsoyne, when it arose in his will to have atzilas and bri, etc. Then in that yecholis, and then there's an actual source for spheres. Then one could say there's Esser spheres hagnuzes, ten spheres that are included within Hashem. But before Hashem had the will for there to be worlds, it's his yecholis to make spheres ain kets. It's his yecholis to manifest in an infinite amount of ways. But these two levels are all as the light is already revealed to be already a bechina of or alkalponim. But then there's the first level as the light is included in the luminary. There, there's not even a metzias of or. So as the light is the, is included, as Yechelis Atmos included in the luminary as we began the Mimer, there there's no Mitzias of Or even. There's not even ability for there to be light. It's just Mamash God's essence and His ability to shine out light. Then He shines out His light and first there's Spheres Enkets. There's an infinite amount of Spheres. And then He has a desire, has a will that there should be worlds and then there's ten Spheres. Ten spheres hagnuzis, the ten spheres that are still completely unified with Arin Sof, because that's why he asked Tzimtzum, and the Tzimtzum takes place in this third level of the Esa spheres hagnuzis, that's where the Tzimtzum takes place. 
And now, based on understanding these three levels of Ein Sof before Tzimtzum, we could understand what the Avedas HaKodesh brings. A Kabbalah, a tradition from Balei Aveda, one man to another, that before there was the Atzilis HaElyon, there was just the one master God, him and his name alone, and he just his name, which was the primordial heir, Shehu Kadmon Kikadmusoy meaning that there's some kind of name that God has which is as primordial as God is. Kadmoin kikadmusai is has existed as long as God has existed. And so the Avodah Sakedr says it's keser, like we learned in the Maim of Vayoylech. And the Ramak doesn't like that. The Ramak says you can't say such a thing that keser is as primordial as God is. So once we understand there's a third level of Esosphirus Hagnuzis, the ten spheres that are included within the light that's Bebechinas Elias and where God has a will, so you could say that before that, the level of spheres Ein Ketz, where there's no actual spheres, there's just his Yechaylis for there to be spheres, like when a candle, when a flame shines and it shines to all the different directions, Hashem's light shines spheres Ein Ketz, an infinite amount of spheres, you could say that over there, there's nothing really other than a revelation of the luminary so maybe over there you'll say that's as primordial as he but the truth is Omnam B'yaisar Yuvan will understand this more when we understand that this is really talking about the R that's Kolul in the Ma'or the essential first level of God's light of Atzma Saints of the Echelis HaMa'or Lahayr Mimenu R where Hu Shmai Hu Kmai Hu Levad that he is one with his name Mamish because Iker Bechinas Shmai Hu Bamar, the main name of God is as it's included in the luminary, that's God's name, Mamish. As his, it's his ability to shine out light from him, Lav Inu Nehoirin, what the Zohar says, there's no Metzius of light, right? Just his Yechelis, his ability to shine out light. And this Yechelis, this ability of God to shine out light is as primordial as, primordial as God is. And you must say this is as primordial as God is, because it's nothing other than Atmos. It's just God's essence ability to shine out light. And God's ability, God's Yechelis, is as primordial as God is. As long as there's been God, there's been His Yechelis to do everything, including to shine out light. And His ability to shine out light is primordial as his, as He is. And that Shmoy, that's Kolul Bemar, that's His great name that's included within the luminary, which is just the Yechelis, not even a revelation of light. That's Kadman Kikadmusay's Baruch. And based on all of this, now we can answer the questions on the Pasuk, that first of all, question number two is why are we mechalik? Why are we splitting in your light? We will see light. Va'inyan de be'emes. It's all talking about Orin Sof, but we learned that in Orin Sof there's two madregas. How it's kolul batsamusay mamish, and how it comes to be actually bam shachavispashtus to extend all before tzimtzum. So ki imcha makor chayim. The light is with you. Is the or that's kolul batsamusay, which is bebechinas imcha mamish, which is kadman kikadmusay. It's as Primordial, primordial as God because it's God's Yechelis God's ability to do anything that's Makar Chayim that's the ultimate source of life 
And that's what it means, in your light, this essential light as it's included within you, or we will see the light that's which is your light that's included within you shines out to become the R that becomes the light that's an actual revelation of R in Sof. That's the two levels of And that's also to answer question number three what the Tana de Velio says, that the Imcham Akarchaim is the light that's going to shine in the future because this is the Bechina of Helam Ha'atzmi De'ein Sof. This is the Bechina of Atzmus Mamish. As God is before any revelation, as we're saying, it's just the Yechelis, its ability to reveal himself. It's Shmoi HaMiyuchad Bay Mamish. And the Gilui of this is through Torah, as we learned in previous Mamarim, by learning Torah, scrutinizing a word of wisdom. And that's what it means. The ultimate life is Torah because the revelation of the future is going to be through learning the Torah we learn now in a way of toiling. And that's what Ba'archanira are because the light that shined in the first day, as great as it was, it was the Ar Sof that was Bibachina Samshachavis Pashtos, which is also Ain Sof, which is why Adam Arishan was able to look through it from one end of the world to the other because there's in that light of Oren Sof as it's bespashtus, there's the Esosphirus Hagnuzis, so that's what it means from one end of the world to the other. But in the level of Oren Sof before that, as it's Mamish included within God's essence, that's going to be shine in the future. The first Aliyah, if you remember, we learned in the Mamarma Vayetze and Vayishlach, we learned there are two main Aliyahs with his eating and drinking. The first ascent is going to be when the Ein Sof before Tzimtzum, that's shining now in the Torah, as we learned in question four. We have Torah Torah now, but Torah now is only shining the light that's Sof, that's that's what's concealed in Torah now, but in the future when Mashiach comes, the light that's with you, which is of course the answer to the first question, we're talking about the the infinite light of God as it's Mamash one with Atzmos, that's what's going to shine in the future through Torah, the Helama the essential concealment and being of God's infinite being being that's going to shine and be revealed in the future through learning Torah, which is Einetz Chaim Ela Torah.